In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for and have the very best dog you could ever wish for. Now, we have so many super cool game changers who want to improve, who are maybe struggling right now, who are finding themselves in problems, who are finding themselves in, in, in areas that they just really don't want to be. And today, we are going to talk about exactly one of those situations, like one of those situations where Actually, Quinn, who is one of our super cool game changers, he's part of Sex in a Squirrel, and he's written into us, and he, he's part of the the Game Changer Facebook group. He's looking for some advice. Okay. So, I think what I'm going to do is actually just start and read out his um, his story. So Let's hear from Quinn. Quinn says, I'm looking for some advice. Sorry for the long post. I have a nine-month-old retriever, Cross Bernese, and have been doing sex in a squirrel since he came home from eight weeks old. He is so great. His command's on lead. He's so treat-motivated. He wants to work with us. We had him on a long line at first, and while I was gardening, he happened to chew through it. He saw a chicken and started chasing after it. He ignored his super recall. He ignored his down command, as if I'd never trained him. I was so upset. I'm just wondering what I can do to transition to off lead. And actually, when there's a distraction, what I can do, I want to be able to recall him. He listens so great in the house and on lead. When he's inside, he's super, but he escaped and acted like I really didn't exist. The worst bit, though, is yet to come. A neighbor got really angry. They threatened to shoot my dog if he attacked the chicken. And you know what? I find myself in a difficult situation. I'm clearly very nervous and I want to address this issue then he also stated if he will get that chicken he's going to attack anything he is a super gentle dog he's not aggressive at all i really want you all to know this this is a super cool dog and the chicken was just something that we'd never come across before and was out in his space so he was just curious and i just want some help brilliant well you have come to the right place because I think the best way to kind of give you everything that you need would actually for us to maybe kind of do um, a bit of like a tips tennis where we 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 talk and we we take turns on on giving tips. So and, and that is the thing, right? Like you come to the right place, Quinn. You're in the right space. Yeah. You're part of Sexiness Girl. You're doing all the right things. You're listening to things like the podcast. You're doing your very very best. Like. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Most of all, have a breath. Like, yeah. take a moment. Like, and, and and have a take a breath and and 
the the challenge is, is when there's a lot of like energy around the situation, a lot of stress around the situation, it could be easy to like focus on the problem and stay in the problem. And um, but the cool thing is, is that now we can move towards a solution. Now we can say, okay, that happened. At the end of the day, we've all, as dog owners, had things that our dogs have done that we didn't anticipate. We've maybe had to do some apologizing. We've maybe said the words a few times. Well, they've never done that before, and that's absolutely fine. There's a first time for everything, and what we've got to do is, you know, ideally we avoid these things but when they happen we think right what is the solution how can we make sure that this doesn't happen again so i think first one that for me in that situation that i would really 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 sort of hone in on and and i suppose craft would be you know what control the controllable now so many things in that environment are uncontrollable a dog who got loose which we didn't plan on because they were on a line and then chewed through it so supervision and vigilance there needed and we know that these dogs will do things like this so we need to be vigilant for them because they cannot yet take all of the responsibility Um, controlling the controllable that chicken should not have been loose in the same space as your dog like Mm -hmm. those things don't need to happen right now you're talking a nine month old crossbred dog who's got interesting breeds behind them that would like to maybe grab hold of things and mouth them and Mm -hmm. and carry them potentially or, or more. Um, and so what we need to be thinking of is, is this a good setup? So actually control the controllable. Those things could have been controlled mm-hmm. or um, could have been spotted um, being a little bit more vigilant there. When we also consider control the controllable, actually, we can't control how our neighbor feels. We can't control yeah. how um, our neighbor's going to respond to that. Actually, what we can do is control the controllable before we ever get to that situation. So our mm-hmm. planning in that situation or our even placing our dog in that situation where we're not being vigilant, actually, those things come in way before we ever put our dogs in those in those spaces so right now controlling controllable controllable means let's not put them back in that space let's carry on working on the games let's take them away from that environment let's not put them in a space where they are going to be loose with a chicken where actually it's just a little bit too tempting it's a bit like me in a sweet shop and and you know lauren's touched on a really important point there as well that actually we we can't spend too much energy worrying about the opinions of other people and and what that neighbor thinks of us now and what our neighbor thought in that moment and what our neighbor i mean it sucks like yeah. we're not lying here we, 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 we get it sucks and, it sucks and we hear this all the time actually you know on, on the other side of this where people will will maybe email in and say I'm so angry frustrated disappointed sad um, emotional because another dog ran up to mine when mine was on lead and mine's reactive right think about all those emotions and actually think as soon as we surrender to the fact that you know what that's probably going to happen sometimes you know what probably we can't control the behaviour of those those people completely um everybody in the world all at the same time that sounds probably not that achievable we surrender to it and all of a sudden those emotions kind of go and we kind of think okay that's going to happen what can we do to prepare for that situation when those emotions dissipate and we kind of let go of that like unnerving feeling of we must control stuff (laughs) when it all calms down a little we actually have the clarity and that moment to consider how we can do better and how we can serve not just our dogs better better ourselves better our neighbor better uh, all of the wider community better and at the end of the day all of those things that tom just shouted out there so he shouted out or didn't shout but you know what tom like got passionate about um feeling um angry Angry, frustrated frustrated. you know what none of them are sexy Mm. and actually what we want you to feel is 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 sexier than (laughs) squirrel and and let's be honest just sexy because it's way better to feel sexy right than than any of those that's a much better emotion to feel so, so how can we make 
Quinn yeah. sexy. Yeah, really good. So um, I think the the first kind of tip that that we that we've got for you is actually that's kind of like an emergency situation. It's like uh, I wasn't planning on this. I was busy. I don't know potting my plants, and all of a sudden I need to call my dog. Now this is something that actually often we forget to practice in that we we do almost training sessions where it's like, right, I am now training you. I'm putting my bum bag on. I've got my absolute dog's I hoodie got my on. I've clicker. I chopped my treats. Clicker in the hand. The sausage training. is ready chopped, ready to throw. Um, and what that can sometimes do is create learning that is really good in that box, in that time when all of those things, you're, you know, you're giving your dog all those signals. When every hint is there, yeah. then yes, he gets it. They get it. They get that it's a good deal, that you're sexy in that situation. But if we don't then also do spontaneous gameplay and spontaneous practicing, then we can sometimes not allow those those real life results to spill into real life. And so what we've got to think about is maybe, I don't know, I'd, I'd be doing things with your dog like you're in between potting your plants, you call their name, and when they look to you, you dash away. Or even better, if they just happen to look at you at some point, you dash away and you throw a piece of sausage that they didn't know that you had. And the cool thing about that is that then we're really cementing that concept that you're the best deal everywhere. And whenever they hear that, that recall, that means that a really great deal is coming their way. And, and by a great deal, what we mean is a great experience, right? And when we say experience, I suppose the big thing that we need to think is what is the experience that dog would find yeah. really um, special? Like for me, if I'm working Blink, she's my working Spaniel. She would definitely, definitely find like picking up grass and flinging grass mm -hmm. around really, really fun. Whereas my Border Collie would look at me like I'm mental, yeah. um, which <laughs> potentially, yeah, I am. <laughs> and at the same time, what I'm saying to you all, I suppose, is the, it, the experience is Individual. It's tailor-made, it's bespoke, it's um, very niche, it's very special for that one individual dog. You might be able to transfer it to multi-dogs. Tom, your poodles, for example, mm. they train very differently yeah. to um, your border collie. Absolutely. Who might be considered fact, a Kelpie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, if we were to think about like my poodles, well, what a poodle really values is variety. And so if you were, you know, they, they might find something rewarding three times in a row, but if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, it kind of becomes like a bit of like, oh, I'm doing this. And they get I? quite punished yeah, by they're almost, like, oh, don't they? Why, why are you making me do this again? Or if you ask them to do the same thing multiple times, they'll often be like, oh, we must not have meant that. Even though you're rewarding them, they're like, well, why are you asking me to do it again when I've already done it and you've rewarded me? So, you know, really get to know what experiences does your dog like? And my guess would be that they might like the experience of a chicken running very fast, maybe flapping running, wings. Maybe making a little bit of a <laughs> type noise because they so, kind of do that. That so was just I, chicken noise. That, I'm impressed me. with that. That wasn't that. But the listeners, that was not a sound effect that came from Lauren's mouth. <laughs> Thank so, you for that. So <laughs> um, the. Uh, <laughs> So the the point is is we've got movement we've got you know we 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 that your the failure kind of leaves clues that we can then use for our success and so I'd be thinking about the kinds of strategies that that I mentioned like dashing away um you know movement based you know the way reward deliveries move, we think you should all move that way yeah just run and flap <laughs> run and flap and you'll you'll be the best there's thing. whole movies on chicken runs yeah, I mean, yeah that's it and and we don't mean to to joke here guys we know this is a really serious and and um, at times um can be yeah quite sad. 
bad if it goes wrong. And and yet the thing is, we also kind of have to take it back to reality. And, and reality is like this is this is exactly how dogs behave. This is um, something that is is wired in there to to behave like this. And you're not going to change that no. easily without putting a, a layer of like relationship in there of yeah. experience of relationship of like it's so natural for them to do it right. And that's exactly you know what you. you 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 know this, Queen, because you've been through the sex the twenty five day sexier than a squirrel challenge, and that's those games. In a way, you know, we didn't create them; dogs created them. Right? This is about harnessing the the natural values of dogs and actually putting us as the and, the sexy thing rather than the squirrel or the and, chicken and or whatever else. Games that the, the the squirrel, the chicken, the pony, the sheep, whatever they've been like uh, mashing up together and out and around mm. there, like they've been putting stuff together. And you know what? They are darn good mm. at variety. They are darn good at what they do. And so for us, this is something that when uh, Tom and I put the the program together, we were thinking, like, how can we be damn sexy? How can we beat the squirrel in 25 days, right? Or less. And and the thing is, we're talking like three-minute games. So, so Quinn, I suppose um, my my next thought for you would be rehearsal is really, really important. Mm. So what you allow your dog to rehearse is what you get. And you get what you tolerate. So Mm. for me... Uh, rehearsal is is something that's really important. Management is something that's really important. And what we mean by that is if your dog rehearses chasing or watching things, and a little story for you, and this one is a while back now. And I remember uh, Tom and I, we, we we talked about this one a few times. And I remember saying to a lady, her dog was um, chasing cars mm-hmm. and he was like constantly hounding cars. Like he was, if he was walking on a road, he'd be biting at tires. And so I said to her, look, you need to stop letting him have any access. And she said, look, Lauren, I've stopped. I haven't let him have any access for at least 10 days. And literally he's had nothing. Anyway, I went and I was doing a home visit at the time I was mm-hmm. um, a trainer that would, would go into houses and visit. And um, when I when I did the home visit, I went into the house and went into the, the kitchen. She made me a cup of tea and there was a washing machine going in the um, in the sort of like utility. And um, all I could see was, um, the lady was called Belinda and all I could see was Belinda's dog literally nailing the machine every single time any like movement happened. And you know when it sort of stops for a bit and then it goes again and, and he was like, bang, bang, bang. And I said to her at the time, I, because it kind of fathomed me that she didn't link the two. And I said, Belinda, is there absolutely nowhere at all that he like, he he practices this behavior. He does this behavior. He he like chases things that move or he like wants to find other circular things to, and it didn't even matter circular. It's the fact he wanted to manage movement. Mm. No, definitely not seen it. Not seen it anywhere. Not, not seen it anywhere at all. And I think this is the big thing. Like sometimes mm. when we're so in the moment or so in the picture, we don't look outside the picture to see all of the things that might be occurring. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that for him, he was practicing Tom well she had three children Mm -hmm. and she had a husband Mm -hmm. and they had a busy active lifestyle and football and netball and and hockey and all of the other activities that washing machine was on at least twice a day Mm -hmm. so minimum of twice a day 14 times a week for about the washes go between 50 minutes and two hours Mm -hmm. you know what that's a lot of rehearsal that is a lot of rehearsal and that you know that's part of this puzzle is First of all, we have to reduce the amount that that he's rehearsing what we don't want him to rehearse, which is probably dashing after things that move that aren't actually relating to you and about you and part of your game. Now, the next thing from that is then thinking, well, how can we, you know, work around movement? How can we play the games in an environment that is going to be that is going to teach him that actually the chicken is not the best deal, but maybe without, I don't know, popping a chicken in a box and taking it around with you? Well, the point is, is that every distraction has 
certain flavors, right? And so the the distraction chicken that he's flavor? chased with is chicken flavor <laughs> in this case. Um and it's movement, you know, there's a there's a lot of movement there, there's a lot of flapping going on. And so what huh? you can do and, and that as well. Um and what you can do is you can actually think about any other parallel situations where you might want to take your dog to that and practice the games. And so that might be, I don't know if you've got like a, a park where dogs often go and, and maybe chasing a, a frisbee or like a ball. For, for mine, for example, one of my young dogs' greatest struggles is other dogs doing agility mm-hmm. because they're high, they're fast, they're, the energy's up, yeah. the arousal's good. For me, being around a game stadium or mm-hmm. a like a match of some sort or a football match mm-hmm. takes him to exactly the same place. Mm-hmm. And yet, I don't have the dogs or the, the sort of same fast movement or the same arousal yeah. in lots of other ways. So I can take him to something that almost mirrors that and matches that, but isn't necessarily yeah. going to flip him over. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of a, for you a nice analogy I hope to say that look agility is too much for him and I shouldn't put him anywhere near that situation however if he was say by I don't know five aside football um, squad and he's uh, he's on a lead and he's safe and he's away from mm-hmm. too close proximity but he actually has no interest in yeah. that other than the noise still excites him and, mm-hmm. and the sort of environment still excites him so so yeah that's kind of where I'm yeah. thinking and the, the cool thing is is then you might be thinking well what do I do when I get there, right? And you know what to do because you've done the Sexier Than a Squirrel challenge. So uh, you're well, going to play on. those games. What if they haven't, Tom? So oh, and if do? you have not done the Sexier Than a Squirrel challenge, well, if you head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy, it's um, all the information is on there. Um, it's actually brand new and updated. So it's also, is it heavily discounted for everyone It's also it heavily discounted right now. So there's 70% off. So you can literally get 25 days of, over 25 days of tuition um, for just 20 seven pounds or 32 us dollars and tens of thousands of people all over the world have taken part so cool and it's very transformational so you're going to want to check it out so i think the big one um for for quinn now is what to do next like how Mm. how do we play this so quinn you've got the games you know that you're going to limit rehearsal and you're going to um manage effectively Mm. and you're not going to allow this dog to practice this you also know that and and this is really really vital and what they rehearse they become Mm. so so you know that that's something you're going to be aware of you also know to control the controllable mm-hmm. because these are really important we ditch the bowl and we ditch the routine those are um, I mean ditch the bowl there's a lot of uh, material in the sex and squirrel program for that and yeah. all of you guys that are checking us out in many different ways there's so much that we put out there on that one so I think that's huge mm-hmm. um, we ditch the bowl we ditch the routine we are more vigilant and I think that would probably be my last point there mm-hmm. is with a dog like this we have a responsibility a duty of care and when we have this duty of care your dog is is your responsibility health and safety and, and duty of care and being responsible and, and don't get me wrong like Tom and I love to have fun. We are fun-loving, uh, fast-paced people. And at the same time, we're also aware that dogs take a level of responsibility mm-hmm. that is um, we can't let a dog like this um, have the responsibility right now. Yeah. They're too young for it. So uh, we are supervising. We are vigilant. We are eyes on the prize because you know what? You snooze, you lose. You absolutely have no opportunity to take your eyes off a, a dog like this. And at the same time, the responsibility isn't theirs yet. Mm-hmm. Equally, it will be at some point. Yeah. So at some point, you will be able to trust your dog in lots of different mm-hmm. scenarios that you can't today. Yeah. And that is part of the journey that we go through together. Absolutely. And so you've what we're 
we're saying is you've got the tools. We might need to mix up the strategy a little bit. Um, But what we want you to think about is the games that you know as being the building blocks. And, you know what, maybe we need to just kind of reshape the tower a little bit and we're going to get success. So, you know what, control the controllable. um, Leave that event behind you, right? Because I know that that's going to be something that you're going to kind of carry with you and you're going to be worried about. Let's put that energy into actually, um, first of all, being vigilant, as Lauren says, and, and controlling the controllable. And secondly, actually, let's grow your dog's brain in the direction we need it to grow. So with that, guys, we hope that everybody listening found that useful. Um, if you haven't yet jumped into the Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge, guys, actually, there's no better time than now because we've just updated all of the lessons. Brand spanking new so each each lesson now has three parts the first part is the game the second part we dive into actually kind of like what we just what we just did where we talk about the you know strategies we talk about um geeky dog behavior type stuff so you can understand your dog better and the third part we actually show you it's so cool it's my favorite because we show you all of our students going through it because so many people say i don't want to see you and tom because you and tom aren't real we want to see and we are real we are Uh, but just to clarify uh, at the same time, we understand that you might want to see it with someone who hasn't played it before. So yeah. you're going to get to see it with a student, someone who's being taught the game. And this is real life. And all like, different breeds as literally, well. Literally all breeds, all ages, all sizes, all different types of people from mm-hmm. all over the world. It's a cool opportunity for you to get behind the scenes and watch how we do it with real people. So that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We will see you next week in the next episode. It's going to be a real good one. In the meantime, remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. 